If you have your Bibles with you this morning, uh, I want you to turn to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1 uh, and mark that place uh, for just a moment. And then I also want to turn back into the Old Testament to the book of Genesis chapter 15. So again, go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and hold that uh, place for just uh, a little while and we'll get there uh, eventually uh, if the Lord sees fit. And then I also want to get to the book of Genesis uh, for our reading this morning in the 15th chapter. Uh, Genesis chapter 15 is where we're going to read at here this morning. We're going to go back and read uh, a little bit more in the beginning part of Genesis chapter 15. But I want to skip on down and fast forward down to the 17th verse. And I want you to read this verse with me and then we're going to go back and read a little bit more in context. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that pass between those pieces. This morning, I, I think you all can agree with me, there's an awful lot of darkness in the lives of people. There's an awful lot of darkness in the lives of people. Our title this morning would be When God Moves. A lot of times we want God's presence and we think that God's presence is only reserved for when it's light. But I want you to listen to this verse. It says, when there was a, a darkness, behold a smirking, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. Which, by the way, this represents the presence of God. That in the midst of darkness, there was a moving by God, and that's what they stood in need of. Now the pieces, we're going to talk about this in just a little bit, but this is going to come back from the idea that when you made a sacrifice to God, you would take the animal or the bird and you would cut it in half. And the two parties would walk between that. So if it was a, a, a sacrifice of a sheep, you would cut the sheep in half. And the two people would walk between the sacrifice... That if one person or one party or the other did not keep the agreement, then you're going to be like the sacrifice. But what we see that is that here with Abraham, that God's going to work in his life. And matter of fact, there's going to come a place where God's going to go through this and realize is that Abraham's not going to be capable of keeping this covenant. So God said, I'm going to provide what you cannot do yourself. Folks, it's been a long time that God has known, and God, I say God has known, He's always known this, but God knew that we could not on our own find favor with Him, so God knew that we needed a covenant in the form of the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, and He knew that we could not do our end, but in the darkness, God said, I'm not going to abandon you, I'm going to provide what you need. Let's go back and read, if we can, in the book of Genesis chapter 15. In Genesis chapter 15, Abram and his wife, they had already been tested. They had already left a place that they knew in what we would title home. By the way, I don't think that Abram and his family were the only ones offered this. I believe others were given the same opportunity. But for some people, they love the comfort of where they're at. They're afraid that if they leave their comfort, they're going to find darkness. Remember this, folks. 
Anywhere along the journey, if you find darkness, God will be there too. But a lot of people are afraid of leaving this place because, God, there's a lot of unknowns, folks. Let me tell you something every one of us need to understand. There's unknowns even about today. Preacher, I've got plans. When I leave here, I'm going to this place and I'm going to eat. And then we're going to there and we're going to Bible study. You know what? Those are all plans. But I assure you that there are unknowns about today. But you know what I love about this is that if we go and we embark on this journey of life or even this Sabbath day, folks, I don't know how dark your day is going to get. But I know this is that there will be a light and there will be a presence of God right in the middle of this darkness. Again, we're going to get to this sacrifice in just a moment. But Abraham and his companion, they decided they were going to put faith in God. By the way, there's two kinds of people out there. There are people that have faith and there are people that don't have faith. But we see here with Abram in the, in the 15th chapter, God had called him to go. Matter of fact, you can read this in the 12th chapter. I'm just going to read this for you in the first verse. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto the land that I will show thee. God did exactly that. And you may think that Abram and his family are just a bunch of wanderers. They may be wanderers as far as where they would land from moment to moment on this journey. But I believe that they were exactly on a journey for God and that God was going to move in their life. Folks, if you want God to move in your life, you must have faith that God has a purpose for what He wants you to do. Do you believe? And how many people think, well, there's not a purpose, there's not a reason. There's a purpose, there's a reason. You've got to find that purpose, you've got to find that reason. But God has a purpose. Let's read if we can here in just a minute. In the 15th chapter, I want to begin reading in these first few verses. And as you read about Abram, I think about the, the I think it's the fourth verse of the 12th chapter. It says, and Abram departed. In other words, God, you don't have to give me an itinerary. God, you don't have to tell me what the timetable is going to be like. God, you don't have to tell me where I'm going or who's going to be there or the circumstances. You know what Abraham could have said? God, if you'll tell me we're going to go through some darkness, I'll prepare a fire or a sense of a light. God did not tell Abram that he had to prepare himself. God said, you've got to go and trust me that I'll give you what you need in that, folks. People are trying everything they can to help themselves in these dark hours. But you know what we really need? We need God. We need God in the darkness of the days. Your circumstances that you face in life, I don't know how what they are. I don't know what you're facing. But I do know this, is that God wants to move in these dark hours. God wants to move in the lives of people. Let's read what happens in the 15th chapter. Let's go back to the first verse. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, and thy exceeding great reward. God knew what Abram was fixing to go through. God said, but you know what? I'm not going to remove you from this circumstance and situation. What I am going to do is move in the middle of it. You know what I believe? That we would all love for circumstances in our lives to be different. God said, I'm not going to remove you from them. I just want you to know that I'm going to be there with you through them as you go. Yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. 
Pretty dark and trying times that we talk about people that have lost loved ones, mothers and fathers and husbands and wives and their children and, and all kinds of sad circumstances that, that troubling. But here's the thing God said, I will move in the midst of darkness. Let's keep reading if we can here. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what would thou give me? He said, seeing that I go childless, as of the steward, the servant there of the house of Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came in him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but that thou shalt come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. He brought him forth abroad and said, Let now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou... Be able to number them. And he said, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord. And he counted it to him for righteousness. <clears throat> this morning I want you to see the sequence of what's going to happen in just a few moments. And it came to pass that the sun came down, went down, and it was dark. Just before the darkness, God said, Abram. He said, this is what's going to happen, and this is how it's going to happen. And Abram believed God before it got dark. You know, a lot of people want to wait until they die, or they want to wait till the hour gets dark, and then they want to say, God, I want you now to get involved, folks. We need God in the sunlight, and we need Him in the darkness. We need God on the mountains, and we need Him down in the valleys. God wants to move in our life, but we must trust Him to do these things. But notice what Abram did. Abram was saying, God, he said, these circumstances are going to happen. He said, what's, what's going to transpire? And God said, I'm going to move, and I'm going to be a part of that. Now, for some reason, about, I don't know, verse 13, it talks about all the things that could go wrong. And he said unto Abram, Know of surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in the land, is not theirs, and they shall serve them, they shall afflict them four hundred years. It talks about what could go wrong in life. Do you know what I, what I find interesting is? Is our society wants to focus on what could go wrong. You know what? There's a lot of things that could go wrong this morning. But there's an awful lot that could go right, isn't it? There's an awful lot of good things. You may sit here this morning and say, if we're not careful, preacher, we could be in darkness. You know what my answer to that is? If you go in darkness, then may it come to pass that when the sun went down, it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. I pray today that God would move right in the middle of your life. Here in this Genesis chapter 15, God is going to tell Abraham, he said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your seed. He said, but there has to be a sacrifice, this covenant that's going to be kept. Matter of fact, 12th verse, it says, and when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram. And lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him. Here's the image you need to see this morning. A sacrifice slain cut in half and two people if me and you were going to come to agreement we would both walk in between those two pieces and say 
If we can keep our covenant, then we're going to experience life. But if we cannot, then that's going to be our life is death. Folks, we experience death as human beings. But God said, never fear. Abram, it says there was a deep sleep that came upon him. And then God began to pass through this sacrifice, this covenant. God said, I'm going to provide what you need. You cannot provide it yourself, but I'm going to provide it for you, folks. That is exactly 100% Jesus. We cannot find righteousness by ourselves, but God has given us His Son, Jesus. It's perfect, it's complete, and it has already been approved by God, the blood of His Son, Jesus, and the sacrifice that's going on here. But notice this, 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 this covenant that's going on. Let's read the 17th verse. It came to pass, the sun went down and it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace... And a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. He said, Abram, he said, there's a covenant that we're going to have. And he said, I need it to be. By the way, there was a lot of rituals that certified certain agreements. In other words, it couldn't just be an off the shelf. It had to be a, a legal binding agreement. You know, there's people that do things legally versus illegally. Now, when we start talking about sanctification and justification, we have to understand is that, that there's a legal standing that we have, legal guilty versus legal that, that we have been pardoned. And we, we've talked about this before. There is a difference in being found not guilty versus being pardoned. Pardon means you're guilty, you just don't suffer the consequence of hell. But God today pardons us and He sets us free and He does it not because of what Abraham did, but He does it because of what God has done through His Son, Jesus Christ. Now listen to what happens and it says right in the middle of this, there was this, that the sacrifice was there and it says, when the sun went down and it was dark. Folks, I believe that God desires to work in the middle of darkness of our lives. Matthew chapter 6, I believe it is, in about verse 22. Let me read you if I may. The light of the body is the eye. So if there's something wrong with your eyes, he said light couldn't enter in. That was his whole concept and idea. For the light of the body is the eye. If therefore then I be single... And what he means by single is, he said, if your eye is healthy and light can come in, he said, then your body is in light. He said, but if your eyes are in darkness, he said, it's like your body's going to be in darkness. But if thine eye be evil, and that's the word he uses, meaning unhealthy, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be in darkness, how great is that darkness. Folks, today I, I really want to look around in our world today and say, how great is the darkness that people are in today? But you know what? Let's remember this. You've got a battle of light versus darkness. Darkness will never be able to overpower light, but light will always be able to overpower darkness. God has already promised us right now that He is going to win the battle that darkness cannot overcome. Let me read you this verse again. The sun went down... And it was dark. And I mean, the word dark, when you really study that in the Hebrew, it is, you ever experienced that just totally pitch dark? I'm not talking about with the moon shining bright. I'm talking about one of those dark nights where you cannot see anything. There was a very dense darkness that was there. 
We're not talking about people that are in, in darkness, but they have artificial light. We're talking about people today that are in a very dense darkness. And he says, he went down and it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. Do you believe that God wants us to experience his presence? Yes. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians for just a moment. If you mark that place, let's go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's read the fourth verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and in verse 4. Who comforteth us in all our tribulation? Again, who has the power to overcome darkness? Who has the power to give comfort? Who comforted us in all of our tribulations? Folks, there is not a dark hour that you can get in that God cannot walk and be in the midst of. Every single tribulation that you have in life, God is there. You know what? We have this idea that there's an exception to every rule. This morning, would you like to ponder and think for a minute? Name me one situation and one circumstance that God cannot be in the midst of. Folks, He can be in them all. Name me a situation that you can get in that God cannot get you out of. For He says, Who comforteth us in all our tribulations. You know, a lot of times, all kind of gets us a little bit, don't it? You know, sometimes we want to say, if I could just handle this, then I can handle that. Or if we could remove this, then, then I might be stronger here. God said, don't worry about it. I can help you through every single thing you want. You know what you have the blessed promise of today? No matter what it is that you face out of those doors today, no matter how dark it is, God said, I can help you in every single one of them. Is it jobs? God can help you. Is it health? Guess what? God can help you. Is it the salvation of your soul? God can help you. Is it, is it just concern of a society? God can help you. I assure you today, God can help you in all your tribulations. Who comforteth us in all our tribulation. I hope you all will agree with me this morning when I say this. But God comforts a way that man cannot comfort. God can give you something that man cannot give you. Man can take care of your bodies, but they can't take care of your soul. Where does that uneasiness come from? Folks, God is able to give people what they stand in need of. For, for notice what, what uh, uh, Paul is writing in his letter to the, the Corinth here. He says, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. But he goes on to say that we may be able to comfort God said, I'm not just giving you something to help you out. He said, I want you to be blessed, but I also want you to be a blessing. He said, I'm going to give you light, but you also need to be a light. He said, I'm going to help you, but you need to help others. In a selfish society, it's easy for us to say we're the, we're the ones that are, how do we, how we phrase that? We're the ones that uh, sometimes are the ones that are recipient of, uh, of things that nobody else has. We are the victims. That's the word I'm looking for. We are the victims and we are the ones that can be delivered. You know what today, folks? None of us today are experiencing anything that is unprecedented. 
Sometimes we think we're living in unprecedented times. Folks, today, it's not unprecedented to God. I'll go ahead and tell you that. God already knows the outcome. God already knows the situation and circumstance. God has already said, I will move in the midst of that darkness. Our forefathers have seen a lot of dark times, and I believe we have too. But I believe that God wants to give them comfort. For he says that ye, and he says not only be comforted, but he says that ye may be able to comfort. The greater the forgiveness, the greater the deliverance, the greater the rejoicing and the greater the happiness that we have. And what I mean by that is, you know, if, if, if you get out, if somebody helps you out of a small debt, that's one thing. Somebody helps you out of a great debt, that's a different thing. Folks, today you think about what God has gotten us out of, the darkness that God has seen us through. Think about all the things that God has helped us with. When he goes on to say that we might be able to comfort. You know what I do believe that, that Paul is talking about here? Is that God says that, that when he changes us and he moves in our life, we should not sit idle waiting on God to move in somebody else's life. Maybe God's going to use you in that person's life. But God's going to move and I pray that God would move in our life and that God would give us the things that we stand in need of. Or let me go back to Genesis for just a moment. Genesis in that 15th chapter, and we'll go back to that 17th verse again. And it came to pass when the sun went down, and it was dark. Sacrifice had been made, the animal had been slain, and God was supposedly not on time. So Abram had to wait on God. You know what, folks? If we're not careful, sometimes we get ahead of God, but we need to wait patiently on God. But I'll tell you this, God was right on time. Let's go on and says that it came to pass when the sun went down, and it was dark. I remember, and I was reminded of some verses found in the book of Psalm in the 25th chapter. In the 5th verse, it says, On thee do I wait all the day. I want to ask you, this is a very personal question. Has anybody ever told you, I'll be there and just fill in the blank of time? How long do you give a person? What's your, do you have a rule of thumb that you give them? If I say I'm going to be there, let's make this up. I'm going to be there at noon. Do you give them five minutes? Ten minutes? Fifteen minutes? Do you give them an hour or two hours? Solomon said, you wait on God all the day long and he'll show up. You know what happens? Is that we wait on people or we wait on things to happen so long that we finally just say, you know what, it must not going to be happening. That's what happened to people of Israel when they began to worship the golden calf. They gave up on Moses for 40 days. They thought, this man's not coming back. So they turned to another God. Do you think it's possible for us to get impatient? Oh, absolutely it is. But the psalmist said that we must wait on God all the day Long, How long will you wait on God to show up and to be moving in your life? For it says the sun went down and it was dark. And all of a sudden, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. God, you, have you forgot about me? Have you forgot about our appointment? Have you forgot that you're supposed to be passing through with me? You know what? God said, I'm going to pass through it. For you. Now let's keep reading here. It says, And it came to pass when the sun went down, and it was dark. And it says, There was a smoking furnace and a burning lamp. That's the, the holiness of God in there in that smoking furnace. 
the wisdom, the knowledge of God came along in that burning lamp. A smoking furnace and a burning lamp. Because of God's presence, Abraham had a darkness that was illuminated into him in his life. You know what today, folks? I don't know what kind of darkness you had yesterday. Maybe you had darkness a year ago or two years ago or five years ago or three years ago. Maybe it's been 40 years or 50 years or 70 years. I don't know how long ago that you had darkness in your life, but I do know this, is that God did not forget you during that dark time. God said, I was just waiting to manifest myself and move, he said, like the furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. I believe that God, when it came to Abram here, I believe God was right on time. I believe God moved right on time. I believe that God was there right on time. I believe that God moved exactly the way that he wanted to, the way that he needed to, and the way that he desired to. But Abram had to trust God. You know what, today, maybe you're getting impatient with God. Let me ask you this. Do you think people quit going to church and give up on God because they've gotten impatient with God? Folks, I'll tell you this. God desires to move. But we've got to let him. We can't get ahead of him and we can't, uh, we, we can't rush this along, but we must wait on him. Much like we see here is that, that a burning lamp would pass between those pieces. And sure enough, in the 18th verse, in the same day, the Lord moved the exact same day. He made a covenant with Abraham. He said, you know what? I told you to go to this land. He said, there's a, there's a lot of darkness that you're going to face. He said, but I want to make a covenant. He said, all this land that is just before you, he said, is yours if you'll just trust me. In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, Unto thy seed. Remember, Abraham said earlier, he said, I don't have any. He said, Unto thy seed have I given this land, from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. What makes Abraham so special? We call him the father of our faith. You see, Abraham had faith in God that he was going to be with him, he was going to see him through, and that God was going to provide a way. Abraham had faith. But you know what the best part about Abraham is? That his seed was going to be passed to all men, that it would be possible for other human beings to have faith in the promises of God. I'm going to say that one more time. God told Abraham, he said, Abraham, it's going to be possible for a future generation, the seeds... To believe in something that has not yet happened. Folks, none of us have been into heaven. But do you believe that it can be and that it's going to come for those of us that are born again by the Spirit of God? Yes. Faith in what's going to happen. Aren't you glad today to know that faith did not simply belong in Abram? But it is something that you and I all have the potential that we can either believe in God or we cannot believe in God. We can have faith in God or we cannot have faith in God. Do you have faith that God is there right in the midst of darkness? Or are you so focused on the darkness you forget to see the light? Sometimes 
when you go back to Matthew chapter 6 and the 22nd, 23rd eye, the key word is healthy eyes. If my eyes are not healthy, it don't matter whether the, 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 the eye lens, the lens is open or closed, I can't see light. Sometimes we close our eyes, but we have healthy eyes. You see today, God not only has given us open eyes, but he gives us the ability with healthy eyes that we might be able to see. Today, if God's opened up your eyes, do you see what he's there? For I'm going to close and read this verse one more time that I've read to you many times. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between the pieces. Maybe you're here this morning and you're in that dark hour that you do not desire to be in. You know what? God says, I want to be right there with you. Maybe that was something that happened to you yesterday and God's saying, I'm there with you. Maybe it's something that's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know. But I do know this is that God desires to move. And when God moves, things are going to happen in your life. I want us to get a song this morning.